Welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone is having an absolutely blessed day, as always. And something I want to start off with here, this is some breaking new information that basically just came out in a research study that was published it is called SARS-CoV-2 positivity rates associated with circulating vitamin D levels. This is incredible. This was just published the end of last week. And essentially, I'll put it on the website so everybody can see it. It was published in the Public Library of Science One peer-reviewed journal. And it was done by Dr. Michael Holick. He's a professor of medicine, physiology, biophysics at Boston University School of Medicine. This guy's very smart. I looked on a lot of his academics and his background. He is an expert in vitamin D. And he went on here, the recent study conducted by Dr. Hullock and his associates looked at samples from Quest Diagnostics of more than 190,000 Americans from all 50 states and found that those who had deficient levels of vitamin D had over 54% higher chance of COVID positivity compared to those with adequate levels of vitamin D in the blood. I have been waiting, waiting for somebody to do a research article on this, a real, true, deep-seated research article on this, to see if the theories have been true over the last six months. Exactly what I have theorized and many others have said is that D3 levels are going to play a role in not only COVID-positive testing, but also covid symptomatics and how severe the symptoms become. The Boston Herald reported on the study, and the Boston University doctor said a sufficient amount of vitamin D can cut the risk of catching COVID by 54%. The risk of getting COVID continued to decline as vitamin D levels increase. You hear what I said there? The risk of getting coronavirus continued to decline as vitamin D levels increase. The study, which was published in the Public Library of Science One peer-reviewed journal, shows the higher your vitamin D status, the lower your risk, Hollick said. Many people are vitamin D deficient because there are only small amounts in food, he said. Most vitamin D comes from sun exposure and many are deprived, especially during the winter months. COVID-19 positivity is strongly associated with vitamin D levels in the blood, a relationship that stayed the same across different races, sexes, and age range throughout the entire study, he stated. I'm going to put this up on the website so everybody can see it, forward it, send it out to everybody. I encourage everybody to look at this right now. And as we have already seen, of course, this article is going to come out. This research is coming out, and I'm sure they're going to come out and say, oh, no, 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 no. This is something that we can't rely on. We have to have a COVID vaccine. Of course, while we possibly trust nutrients in our great world that could possibly help us recover and increase our immune system, we have to rely on a multi-billion dollar vaccine that has not been adequately tested. So, of course, you're going to hear the rhetoric. And so I encourage everybody to make sure you are doing your due diligence and research. Don't just take my word or dad word for it. Do your own research on D3 as this has been something we have been talking about since the very beginning. That and vitamin C, there is a plethora 
of other vitamin C articles and research studies we also have on the website that show vitamin C, including intravenous vitamin C, cannot COVID out literally within a matter of days. And that's not me claiming that. That's what the scientists, doctors, and researchers in these studies are claiming after they work directly with patients. So again, as we said for the last six, seven months now, Vitamin C and D3 are crucial, and now Dr. Michael Hollick has finally released a peer-reviewed journal research study showing that the COVID is massively reduced. Symptoms and positivity is reduced by D3. So I want to start off with that, Dad, because I was really excited to see that. Is that something that we have theorized on for months, but now somebody finally did it, and it was published in a peer-reviewed journal, which is very exciting for me to see. Hopefully, this will wake up a lot of Americans even further on making sure you maintain your health and your immune system while all this is going on right now, Dad. Uh, you know, Austin, we started off in January of this year talking to people because we knew what was coming out of China was real. Now, it mutated within two or three months, and it wasn't nearly as, as fatal or as deadly. I still believe that particular strain of coronavirus that came over from China was genome-specific, and it affected people. Genome-specific meaning specifically designed to kill Chinese, or you could have specifically designed to kill Germans or Russians or, or Jews or, or Hispanic or whatever. They could have picked any genome they wanted, any genetic makeup. And the problem was that our body's immune system, again, adapted, and we really started pushing, 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 pushing vitamin C, D3, potassium iodine, zinc as the four major fundamental parts of that immune system that really work to help your body stay super strong. And a lot of other people talked about it also, and a lot of people in the United States started really hammering D3 and C and iodine and zinc. And what ended up happening is this thing mutated out, and people simply weren't dying until the CDC finally admitted a few weeks ago that only about 9,000 people had died of COVID alone, and everybody else had underlying other health issues. I mean, Trump even came out and said something true this week and said basically that very few people are affected by COVID-19. And I'm sure what he meant by that is basically that very few people are affected exclusively by COVID-19. When you have people that have really bad health issues and have not taken care of themselves, you know, then all of a sudden they get exposed to something like this. It's kind of like the straw that breaks the camel's back. And we, and we need to understand that. We have to understand that if you don't take care of yourself, this thing can be very, very fatal and dangerous. I told you I had a friend of mine who's a medical doctor whose mom died of COVID about a month ago. And she also had you know kidney infections. She also had pneumonia. She was also in her 80s. And she basically didn't have the immune system stamina to stand up against this thing. And so she died, but did she die of the bladder infection? Probably not. Did she die of pneumonia? Maybe. Did she die of a combination of all of it? Yes. And the sad part about it is I had told him and warned him and, and literally pleaded with him. When she started getting sick three weeks earlier, I said, look, get her on vitamin C intravenously as quickly as possible. Because he was scared of losing his medical license, and he didn't do it. And there at the very end, he was giving her, like, they finally found a, a, a hospital that would give her, like, 6,000 milligrams of vitamin C a day, which is nothing intravenously. It's nothing. It's, 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 it, it, you know, it's better than nothing, but it's not going to knock this thing out. This morning I had a friend of mine, a former state attorney, worked with the FBI, and she basically has got some really 
bad things happening. And first thing I emailed her back, I sent her a voicemail text. I said, you know, get on vitamin C intravenously as quickly as possible. Now, every morning I get up, like this morning, I got up, had my purple stick, like I always do in the morning. I had one purple stick, and I put two scoops of multiple powder in the purple stick. Okay? And I stir it all up. And then I take two or three vitamin C capsules, swallow, you know, I use the, the purple stick water, the, the drink that I'm making, which is like 22 ounces of water, which is like a pound of water, right? I put that basically, you know, in my body to help rehydrate from the night before, along with the two scoops of powdered multiple and with the purple stick. And then Sharon will come in and make me a few eggs to help stabilize my blood sugar. And I go on to do the show in the morning. See, this is how you have to take care of yourself. You've got to realize that your health is your most valuable asset and you can't treat it badly. And you've got to take your supplements every single day. You say, well, I don't like taking pills. Well, then use the powdered multiple. It's that simple. Just use, that's what I, I don't, I don't, be honest with you, I don't like taking pills either. I swallow a bunch of them every day because I don't know how important they are, but I'd rather take it in powder form. The problem is you can't be getting powders that last as long as they need to as far as shelf life and all these other things by taking them and putting them into a powder form. That's why, you know, when you get the multiple powdered vitamin, it's not, you know, it's a small container. It's, I forget, I think it's 10 or 12 ounces or whatever it is. You know, it's not 30 ounces because we can't make it last long enough from a shelf life standpoint because every time you open it up, it gets exposed to air. And so you have to be real careful with that kind of stuff. So that's why we give you the right size serving so it'll last like a month in a multiple powder, maybe two months when you do do it that way. And, that, and that's what we do. I try to take four scoops of the multiple powder every single day. Tell you what, I can feel a difference. When I don't take the multiple powder like that, I start getting fatigued in the afternoon and I start getting kind of sleepy and then I got to go work out and I'm like, oh gosh, now I'm going to have to take another purple stick to get pumped up for the workout. But if I take the powder multiple in the morning, it keeps me stable all day. And see, and that's just one thing that we need to realize. And so I'm glad you pulled that study up, Austin, because the vitamin D3 is absolutely critical for your health and it always has been. And that's why the globalists have given us sunscreen. That's why the globalists have told you, or I should say the parasite globalists, I like that better. The parasite globalists have given you sunscreen and told you to walk around on umbrellas and never get sunshine because it lowers your body's immune system because your body takes that cholesterol next to the skin there and with sunshine it converts it to D3 unless you don't get vitamin D3 like the other day. Now we sat out in the sun, you know, at the beach. Now I, was I in direct sunlight? Uh, no, but I was out there with the reflection off the sand and everything else under an umbrella walking around the beach and I wasn't walking there was, it was a beach umbrella. It was stuck in the sand. I'm not walking out to the doggone beach umbrella carrying an umbrella looking like a fruitcake. But I've seen people do that. It's ridiculous. Why are you even going to the beach if you have to walk out with an umbrella? Uh, I've got a sister who does that. She gets out in the sun. And she walks around. And she's pale as a ghost. I guess she thinks it's some kind of, you know, award or something for the most pale person. She walks around with an umbrella. I mean, walks around in the sun with an umbrella. I mean, beautiful day outside, has an umbrella, looks like a fruitcake. And I told her, I said, you look like a fruitcake. Well, I didn't want your son. Well, no, she's also a medical doctor, so she's read all of these lies about how bad the sun is. Now, should you go out and bake at 12 noon every day or 3 in the afternoon when it's 100 degrees outside in the Florida sun? Is it lay there for hours? No, you shouldn't do that either. But you need sunshine. You need to be out in the sun so your body can do what it's supposed to do. So I think that's very important that we all realize that. By the way, let's cover one thing, with a couple things real quick. Florida decision likely clears the Patriots owner of soliciting sex in the massage parlor down there in Palm Beach. Now, why am I covering something like this? 
Okay, Florida prosecutors said Monday that they would not appeal the court's decision blocking a video that allegedly shows the New England Patriots owner, Robert Kraft, paying for massage parlor sex, making it likely charges against him will be dropped. Why am I bringing this up? Okay, Am I a big fan of this billionaire Kraft? Absolutely not. Don't like the guy at all. But why would I bring this up? Here's why. It shows you that our legal system in the United States is absolutely amazing if you have the right attorneys on your side. Now, he put together a team for this, and he decided he didn't want to be charged you know, with his soliciting of sex in this parlor. Okay, now, you think, well, why is that good that he got off on that? Well, number one, what he does in his own private life, as far as I'm concerned, is his own business. Should I think he should be going to massage parlor places? Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. But, you know, it's kind of like these things that get set up with these guys that are soliciting prostitutes, and they put a fake prostitute on the street who solicits sex from somebody else, then they arrest the guy because he solicited sex from the fake prostitute who went after him. All of that entrapment stuff needs to stop. It just needs to stop. But what I'm saying is this. If you get in trouble for pretty much anything, get an attorney involved immediately. Get a good attorney involved immediately. It's just, it makes life simpler. Uh, years ago, Austin had a friend. I'm not going to mention any names. Two friends. And they went to Bike Week at Daytona. And they were basically riding their motorcycles too fast, and they were out on the back road. They got the traffic, basically. They, they set up a doggone stop to stop them, basically. They turned around with the other direction, and they couldn't outrun the radio. And then finally they ended up getting stopped and getting charged with all these multiple fines, including felonies. But there was no drugs involved. There was no alcohol involved, and there was no injuries involved. And they were basically charged with multiple felonies. I mean, this, they went like 15 years in prison for these guys. Because they were riding too fast on a motorcycle, right? And so they came to me, and they said, what do you suggest I do? I said, well, there's a really good attorney, and he gets to get a really good attorney. So they got a really good one, and the attorney basically got all of the charges dropped. And what they did is they gave like they gave them, I think it was like a 60-page affidavit requesting all of this information from the state attorney's office, which would bog the entire state attorney's office down in litigation for years to come about these two guys on the motorcycle that didn't hurt anybody or there were no drugs involved, there was no alcohol involved. Well, the state attorneys is the tech with this. We don't have the money or the manpower to do this because there was really no damage to anybody. There was, there was no victim here. And so they ended up getting basically everything dropped except for they had to do community service time. See, well, are you, are you bragging now that they got off on this? No, I'm saying that no, they shouldn't have been racing the motorcycles. That's number one. Number two, they basically should have stopped when they were told to stop. That's number two. Number three, they should have not been in that situation. They shouldn't have been there to start with. But once they got into that situation, was it really a 15-year jail sentence? No, not as far as I'm concerned. They should have gotten a fine and been done with it. They should have charged them a couple thousand bucks or whatever for fines and been done with it rather than trying to put them in prison for 15 years. So always get yourself a really, really good attorney. That's why I brought up this thing with Kraft. Now these charges are basically going to be dropped you know, on Kraft, which I'm okay with that. Now, I'm going to say one other thing, too, because there's so many things I want to talk about today. You know, I, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of Ellen DeGeneres. I'm not, okay? And, but and her, her show has, become, has come under tremendous attacks now in alt media and mainstream media, and I want to address this for a second. I don't know her, but I know a bunch of people who know her, who've been on her show, and literally every one of them have said she's a nightmare in person. She's unbelievably condescending. She's unbelievably mean. She's got a horrible personality, and everything you see on the show is an act. Now, why would I bring her up? Here's why. 
almost everybody you see from a Hollywood standpoint has a certain persona that they've been given by their advertising firms and they have a certain attitude that you believe they really are like this from their advertising firms and they're not the same thing is true with a lot of the TV evangelical pastors when you meet them in person they're an absolute nightmare they're super condescending they're megalomaniacs that you can't talk to them they're horrible individuals but you see them on the stage or you see them in front of a camera they're always up and they're always positive and everybody loves these people and you think what the heck you get to know them behind the, behind the platform and you go you people are awful see this is the problem that you've got with the media and this is the problem that you have with Bernays and all the teachings that, that he's done on advertising and, and basically controlling groupthink and understand that this is being done to you guys and to me and to all of us on a never ending cycle when you watch the TV and you watch watch the commercials or you watch these shows or you watch these TV evangelists. I'm just letting you know that. Now, not all of them are bad. Some of them are really nice people. They, they've just, you know, some of them are just motivational speakers. They're really not pastors. And so we have to understand, don't allow yourself to get caught into this cycle. People are always coming to the office here in Florida and they're, they want to meet you know, Austin and me. And when I'm in town, I always try my best to come over to the office and say hello to everybody. And I always hear this. You guys are exactly the same on the radio as you are right now. I'm like, well, yeah, we're not phonies. See, and this is the thing that I want you guys to understand. You know, when you find people that are real, like, God, you guys are amazing. I got to pray for you again today. I, and, you know, when I, when I tell you that, I really do pray for you every day, okay? And when I forget or I haven't got time that morning, I'll say, well, I haven't prayed for you yet. I'll pray for you this afternoon. And this is, it's, what, it's, it's part of the team. And that's why you guys come to us. You go, man, we feel like we know you guys. We feel like you know you're, we've been friends for years and years and years. And I want to thank you for that because I feel like I know you guys too. And so I want to thank you again for getting your vitamin C and your zinc and your multiple vitamins from us and from Health Masters. Because when you do that, you support the show. And you support you know all of us working together to get this message out because there's so many people out there that aren't who they appear to be in alt media. I'm going to be very careful so I don't step on any toes here and name names and get myself into a mess from a litigation standpoint. But there are a lot of people out there who many of you think are really good people, and they may or may not be. You know, look at Joe Rogan. There, uh, you know, there's a there, Joe Rogan. Everybody says, oh, Joe Rogan's this. You know, he had Edward Snowden on. He's great. You know, you need to listen to Joe Rogan. And my response is, you know, do you know who Joe Rogan is? I mean, do you realize who he is? I mean, years ago, he had Anton Levy on his show. This is the, basically the head of the Church of Satan. That's who he is. And Joe Rogan's wearing a T-shirt that's got 666 on it, you know, with the beast on it, with his arm around Anton Levy. Now, as far as I'm concerned, Joe Rogan's a shill. He's a shill, along with probably the largest alt-media guy who's been exposed many times for being a shill is a shill because he's good friends with this guy. And at the highest levels of alt-media, you get a whole bunch of megalomaniac people running around who won't listen to anything, who post really weird stuff on their website, and who have really weird beliefs. And so you got to know who you're talking to, and you got to know who you're listening to, guys. So just be really, really careful out there because it's literally a minefield, even in the alt-media right now, and trying to find out who's real. So I want to thank you guys so much for supporting us. And again, if they're not talking about the third temple, if they're not talking about the Antichrist, 
if they're not if they're if they're pushing a constant Russian Chinese narrative, that's bad. If they're not really talking about what the international bankers are doing, the Rothschild banking cartels are doing, and the drug money coming out of Afghanistan, if you're not hearing these terms and these issues on a regular basis from these alt media people, then at that point you got to ask yourself a question: Who are they serving? You know, who who, who are they? Who are they really? What are they really talking about? I mean, why aren't these issues coming up? If it's just a circus clown show and, and play the little game all the time, ask yourself a question. You know, who's paying the bills with these guys? Are they on CIA Operation Mockingbird payroll? Because I'm here to tell you, I knew a woman. She's dead now, never mentioned any names, who basically was in the military, got in trouble, was getting a dishonorable discharge, and she was paid to get into the alt media and funded. And her own husband, after they got divorced, sent me the data on all that. So be very, very, very careful on who you listen to. Austin, what do you think? What's your next story, bud? Uh, that's very well said. Disinformation is one of the most effective tools uh, it, when you're trying to do an overthrow or a coup of a country. Because if you can constantly tell people lies or partial truths and then compile them with some complete and total lies, it confuses the populace. A confused populace is an easily controlled populace. And the more you confuse and control a populace, the more you can instill fear in the populace, hence where we're at right now in the United States. Point in case, what we're seeing right now across multiple universities across the country. Now, you guys know I've researched, I've talked in detail about the Stasi in East Germany and the unbelievable nightmare that it was in East Germany. I've talked to a lot of guys that basically served over there that were basically spies in the military, U.S. military, when everything was going on over there. I mean, the place was horrific. And it was, you know, a full-blown communist nightmare. And we're now starting to see the beginning phases of that being implemented. And the easiest place to implement it, well, you guessed it, the school systems and the public universities. They're now saying, reports are coming out now, that whistleblower students, a.k.a. snitch students at universities, are now being reported as being paid as authorities to walk around campus and enforce social distancing measures and mask mandates. I kid you not. This report came out of Reuters. The university has expelled or suspended several students stemming from the whistleblowers, according to the article. Schools like University of Miami are actually paying students to enforce COVID-19 rules. At Miami, 75 public health ambassadors is what they're called. Public health ambassadors are making $10 an hour to walk around campus and make sure that people wear masks and socially distance. Serious infractions can be flagged to university administrators. Austin Pert, a public health ambassador and Miami senior, said that people generally comply with this quest, but Pert acknowledged the program has limitations. Most violations do not take place during the day on university grounds, so we really need to expand our reach. Oh, gosh. Ed Kellerman, a Boston University senior, said he would not hesitate to report on parties, calling it a matter of life and death. Kelderman said reporting parties also increasing the odds of completing the academic year on campus. He said, we're all very pro-snitch right now, Kelderman said. That's his quote. No one wants to get sent home. And as more and more universities are setting up systems so students can report on one another to see anyone breaking the rules, we're seeing the beginning phases of an East Germany Stasi police 
at its infancy. This is something yep. crazy here because if you know and you've researched this, and I encourage everybody to research this, from, referred to as the Ministry for State Security or State Security Service, commonly known as the Stasi, was the official state security service of the German Democratic Republic known as East Germany. It was described as one of the most effective and repressive intelligence and secret police agencies ever to have existed in history. It was formed February 8, 1950 and dissolved January 13, 1990. One of the Stasi's main tasks was spying on the population primarily through a vast network of citizens turned informants. It arrested over 250,000 people as political prisoners during its existence. The Stasi had 91,000 employees at its peak that were actually Stasi employees representing one in every 30 residents as a Stasi agent. More than one in three East Germans were under surveillance or suspicion with an open Stasi file. Another half a million were undercover informants feeding the Stasi information. This level of surveillance and infiltration caused East Germans to live in terror, as you really never knew who you could trust, though most had no idea of the scope of the activities until after the Berlin Wall fell. Thousands of citizens were targeted as anti-government, troublemaker, their homes were searched, phones, cars, bugged, searched on a regular basis, their letters opened and copied, their movements secretly filmed and photographed. Every document went into a personal Stasi file. Hundreds of millions of files, 39 million index cards, 1.75 million photographs, 2,800 reels of film, and 28,400 audio recordings had been recovered from the archives. However, millions more were shredded before they could ever be made public. Now, fast forward to 2020, where we have surveillance cameras on every corner in some cases. We have these slave tracker phones that you have in your pocket on a regular basis. Now, take it a step further, you have 5G internet that monitors, tracks, and watches everywhere you go. And now you have COVID tracing apps that literally monitor everything you do and who you come in contact with. And to put the icing on the top, we now have state universities paying students to be paid snitches to turn people in if they're not wearing their mask properly or there's too many people in a group not social distancing. Does that sound like a new era of East Stasi Germany? That does to me. And yet so many people are completely and totally oblivious to what's going on right now. All they want to say is, oh, we just need to flatten the curve. People that don't wear masks are the problem right now. They're the reason we have this going on. No, guys, the CDC's already blatantly told you that only 6% of the population that has died allegedly from COVID actually died from COVID. And I still have a hard time believing those numbers, but that was the CDC, roughly, what, 6,800 people. The rest of individuals that are on the roster for COVID deaths had two or more severe health conditions prior to contracting COVID. And then you have the article that I already talked about this morning from Dr. Michael Holick, is that if you have low levels of vitamin D, you have over a 54% higher chance of contracting COVID positivity and having side effects of COVID. 
vid. Guys, wake up. Please wake up your family. Wake up your friends. If people can't see what's being lined up right in front of us right now, how we are literally walking right into a full-blown tyrannical Stasi police state in 2020, and we don't even realize it's happening. By Some people don't even realize it's happening, and it's happening right in front of our eyes. Wake up. At the same time, you have these groups that are going in and they're burning down huge swaths of the city. You guys saw the article from Breitbart. We talked about it briefly last week, but I'm going to reiterate it. They said the domestic terrorists with Antifa and Black Lives Matter have accomplished one thing. According to the research now, it's the most costly riots in the history of our country. Property claim services, a company that tracks insurance claims filed due to riots and such, found that the left-wing terrorist riots that occurred between May 26 and June 8 of this year reached $2 billion in insurance claims, the highest in recorded history of this country. Now, of course, we have inflation, and a lot of things have gone up in price since then. But think about that. Just in a few short months, you had more property damage from terroristic groups, from rioting and fire burning, than we have seen ever in recorded history in the United States. This is not a coincidence that this is going on right now, my friends. This is not an accident. This is happening right during the full-blown COVID lockdown, as now more and more states are still trying to implement lockdown measures, trying to force the citizens to stay at home and ruin the economy. Wake up. Bring America back. Stand your ground and stop taking a knee for these terrorist organizations or the deep state government that is trying to force you into compliance through fear of a virus that has a 99.8% survivability rate. And I would probably, I would put my money on, I'll tell you this right now, from this research that I talked about earlier, and I would like to look at this even further from Michael Hollick, I would almost guarantee you that you will not find a single COVID death solely from COVID with an individual that had high or above average high levels of vitamin D in their bloodstream. I would put money on that right now, and I really hope somebody else starts to research that on deaths in COVID and D3 and actual deaths. As we already see what Dr. Holick's discussed here, I would like to take it a step further and find a single person that has died solely from COVID that has had high or average or good levels of vitamin D in their bloodstream, because I bet money you will not find one single person that has died solely from COVID that had good, healthy levels of vitamin D in the body then. Well, vitamin D activates the macrophages, which is a type of white blood cell that eats and kills the virus and kills COVID. And it's the same thing that keeps you healthy. It's vitamin D, three. And you, the vitamin D literally turns the macrophages, like two sugar molecules that hang off the bottom of a macrophage. And the vitamin D inserts itself and like turns these like a, like a, like a key. And it turns this, 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 this basically this white blood cell on to eat and kill these viruses. Now, you say, well, why does it have to have that? Well, it can't be going out and eating and killing good, healthy tissue. So it has to, it can't be activated all the time. It has to be activated through D3. And if you don't have the D3, you can't turn on this macrophage. It won't work. And then it sets up a cytokine storm trying to find other macrophages that have vitamin D to come and help. And that causes a massive inflammation and the filling of the lungs with fluid. And that's what you die from is a cytokine storm from pneumonia because the lungs fill with fluid. That's, that's what my friend whose mom died a few months ago. She died of the pneumonia. Her lungs filled with fluid. And see, this is what killed everybody in the flu of 1919, 1920, the Spanish flu during World War I and after World War I. My, I, had a, I had a brother 
this is hard to believe. This is so because my dad was so old. I had a brother who was born like in 1919, 1919. My dad first got married, and he basically died of the Spanish flu. You know, my little—he was a little like a year old. And see, and this is the problem that we run into is that we have all of these people out there, like you say, Austin, who are coming down and dying with this, but no one's doing a blood analysis on vitamin D3. I mean, when I asked my buddy, I said, have you done a blood analysis on your mom for D3? No. I'm like, why not? And it's all about not wanting to lose his medical license. And see, this is the problem that you have with these medical doctors now. They get to a point when the AMA or their licensing boards in their states come after them for noncompliance or being outside of the standard medical protocol that they don't want to lose their license or lose their livelihood or have to move to a different state and try to get another license issued. A lot of them get to the point where they leave the United States altogether and move down to Mexico and start clinics down there because they don't want to have to be boxed in by the AMA and being told they can't do this, they can't do that, they can't do this, they can't do that. They don't want to come outside of the standard protocol. See, this is a real, real problem for medical doctors nowadays because they also are being controlled by the Rockefeller Rothschild Deep State Medical Complex in the university systems and on the boards and on these licensing boards in the states that they're living in. Very important that people realize that. So when you go to a medical doctor who's doing alternative medical treatments on you, realize he's really stepping out there if he's in the United States, really stepping out there to try to help you knowing that he could lose his license. Very important we all understand that. By the way, uh, uber evil Michael Moore is calling on Americans to get out into the streets over the SCOTUS picket to be ruthless, whatever that's supposed to mean. But, you know, this guy is one of those people that you kind of all we all wish would just go away. He's, he's, that, he's that keyboard warrior, that guy. You'll never see him on the street talking in a group of people without having armed security people all around him with weapons and machine guns and guns and Uzis under their jackets. Just thought I'd mention that. It's so funny to me that all of these quote-unquote liberals who want to come out and take our gun rights away, they're all protected by armed security henchmen, if you'd call them that, who basically will shoot you or kill you if you get near them because they're all being protected by the very guns they say that we shouldn't have. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. And it's the same thing it was with Stalin and Lenin. They made sure that all of the people in Russia were disarmed. Same thing with Nazi Germany. They disarm all the civilians so they can't protect themselves. And then if we come to take them away, we just have to throw them in the car. They can't try to defend themselves. This is so important that we understand this. By the way, Trump now is also zeroing in and putting Barrett as a likely Supreme Court pick. Now, that's who my choice would be. I I like her. Her name's Amy Coney Barrett. She's a really hardcore Catholic, pro-life, and I think she needs to be on the court. I really do. But, you know, we'll see. I thought she should have been the pick the last time, but that didn't happen. So we'll see if Trump's going to do that. I'm not going to make any predictions on that because, quite frankly, I believe that he's going to pick whoever they tell him to pick, and that's how they're going to continue to do all of this. By the way, Yelp is now revealing that 60% of business closures are now permanent in the United States. Guys, that's a problem because of that multiplier effect that I talked about a few weeks ago. Despite Washington, D.C. and the Federal Reserve injecting more and more money into the real economy, creating unstable artificial growth. The economy has hit a roadblock. Yelp reported that 97,000 businesses, or about 60% of closed businesses, will never reopen their doors again. Yelp notes restaurants, shopping, and retail, and beauty, and spas have been damaged the most with temporary and permanent closures since March the 1st. Professional services like roofing, landscaping, accountants, and lawyers experienced some of the smallest declines. Why? 
because people have to have a new roof. People have to get their yard cut. People have to do their taxes. Lawyers have to defend people. So you have all of these people in the building industry, a lot of them, who basically are having record years because of the low interest rates. The low interest rates have allowed people to go out and refinance their homes and build new homes in spite of the fact that so many people are out of work because if an interest rate is 10 or 12 or 14 or 18 percent for a house, and yes, I've seen 18 percent rates on homes back in the 70s with Jimmy Carter. If a person can get a rate for 2 or 3 percent, it doesn't cost a whole bunch of money to buy a house because you're not having to pay all that interest up front. That's why so many people are booming in the housing market right now because people who do, do have money in savings and who didn't make a lot of money as far as when the stock market went back up again, they're cashing out right now, selling their stocks, selling their dividends, selling all the things they have, and they're buying and investing in new homes. Right here in Florida, where we live, we're still having a massive building boom. You still can't get people to do anything. Try to get somebody to come paint. Can't get it done. You have to wait months to get a roof done. Try to get a framer to come in and help frame a house or to fix something. They don't show up. They don't but they don't come in. You try to get a septic tank put in. Oh, we're four months out, three months out, two months out. It's ridiculous. That's because of the low interest rates. Now, think about this for a second. If you didn't have to borrow money from the Fed, if you didn't have to borrow money at interest rates to the bank and the United States didn't have to borrow money to print money, we would have these interest rates at an all-time low all of the time, and we'd have this incredible economy like we did prior to 1913. All of these things happened after the passage of the Federal Reserve Act that we started getting all of this debt. If we literally could borrow money from the government at 1% or 2% interest rates and not have to worry about the government going in debt and having to sell the paper to other countries – this country would be so prosperous, which it was was in the early 1900s all the way through the 1800s because you didn't have a parasitic organization like the Rothschild Banking Central Banks on top of you sucking the very lifeblood out of the country. The country would have unprecedented growth again and would have the same type of building that we're having now. But this is what happens when you have very low interest rates. That's why motorhome sales are through the roof. Cars are really high in some areas now where you have a lot of people working you know, in construction. And we have this housing boom all over the country still going on. Why? Because of the low interest rates. Now, what's going to happen is when the stimulus stops and all of this unemployment money stops and we really have the true amount of people, the 29 million people unemployed going out there, a lot of this, quote, unquote, multiplier effect from all this money being given out is going to just simply vanish and evaporate because it won't have the ability to do what a business does as far as a multiplier effect. We talked about this a few weeks ago again. So think through what you're getting involved with. Do your best to stay out of debt. Really, really important. By the way, empty shelves and ammunition sales have surged 139% since all of this mess has started because people are getting prepared. By the way, the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department has reported to harbor executioner rogue officers. Wait a minute. That sounds like they almost put those in on purpose, didn't they? A gang of rogue officers at the Compton Station called the Executioners have been matching skull tattoos, who have matching skull tattoos, are accused of using violence, threats, and retaliation against other deputies, supervisors, and members of the public in order to strengthen the profile of the organization and its influence at the station. The deputy reported the problem to Internal Affairs, and instead of investigating it, the Internal Affairs gave the information to the gang, who then responded with violence to the officers reporting them. The executioner gang is believed to have compromised much as 40% of the Compton Sheriff's Department. African Americans and women are banned from becoming executioners. The two L.A. Sheriff deputies who were ambushed in their cruiser recently were from the Compton Station and had only been on the job over a little over a year. 
The shooter has not yet been caught, despite the $300,000 reward and massive amount of resources that could be deployed to find the gunman. Now, you think you have to ask yourself a question. Why is this happening? Why do we have white gangs of officers going in and causing all of this mess in this democratically controlled city? Well, because these are paid mercenaries. They're put into these positions of power, and these organizations are allowed to thrive and to prosper to try to cause massive division in the population, to hate the sheriff's department, to hate the police officers so they can be defunded, so we can go into anarchy, so we can have a new world order, and we can bring our brown shirts out, and we can have the communists come in and discover that, hey, look, we can put our own police officers all over the country, and we can control everything. It's all part of the orchestrated plan that they used in Russia. Same thing all over again. Nashville officials actually hid, by the way, low COVID-19 cases in bars and restaurants so they could allow themselves to continue the restrictions. Really important that we understand that a lot of this is being staged. In Louisville, the man who was wearing the justice for Breonna Taylor, who shot the three people, has been arrested. Louisville, Kentucky, Michael A. Rimes was arrested on Saturday of the murder of three people, including two white men and one black man, who were shot to death in a bar. Now, you have to ask yourself a question. Was this guy an MK Ultra boy? Was he just really confused since childhood? Had he been programmed with the black-white narrative, though he shot a black person? What's going on with his head? So we have to understand that we're going to have people like this that could be false flags who are going to go around and start all of this, try to precipitate stuff. By the way, California Democrats have passed a law to protect sex offenders who have homosexual sex with minors. That's just really special. California passed a law allowing an adult who has sexual relations with a child at the same age, 14 or older, to stay off the sex offender registry, list if the sexual activity was consensual, and the adult is less than 10 years older than the minor, essentially allows a 24-year-old to have sex with a 14-year-old and escape a felony conviction and the requirement to be a registered sex offender. Yeah, this is the land of fruits and nuts and flakes and, well, gay guys, I guess. So we really need to stay away from California as far as I'm concerned. If you're there, I'll do everything I could to possibly do to get out of that mess. And one more thing. The FBI agent who uncovered Wiener laptop from the Hillary email says the FBI leadership told him to erase all of his findings. Now think about that for a second. That shows you the corruption of the FBI. John Robertson was an FBI agent who investigated crimes against children, and he stumbled upon Hillary Clinton's emails. Now, some of these top guys, if you read about this in the alt-media, they found all kinds of stuff, including really weird sex rituals that a lot of these top people were involved in, and they were told to suppress the information, in some cases, to destroy the information so this stuff wouldn't come out. Guys, we got a bunch of real sickos that are running this planet. And we talk about it all the time in here, this cabal, the sex death cult. And so when they get caught on videos, I mean, think about it for a second. They do these horrible things in a ritual, right, which could result in the death of the person they're doing it to, and they videotape it, and they save it, they, they record it, and they transfer it to each other so they can all watch this sick stuff. What's, what's wrong with these people? They're in, a, they're, in a, they're in the middle of committing a felony and killing people and doing weird stuff like this, but they want to save it for what, posterity? So they can each feed off the energy from it? What the heck are they doing? What a bunch of weirdos. That's why, yeah, I tell you guys, our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's not. It's against these principalities and these different realms, these different organizations that they basically use this energy field that we live in, and they feed these demons. It's so important that we understand this and that we know who's running this planet so we can stand against it.
That's why I said earlier, I pray for you guys every day. I, I pray protection over you guys. I plead the blood of Christ over you. I put a hedge of thorns over you. I station angels all around you. Guys, as far as I'm concerned, this stuff shall not come near us because we're protected by the blood of the Lamb. That's how I feel. Austin, what do you think? Oh, that's, a, that's well said. I mean, all these things, I mean, that's what people have to start realizing is that all these things are not happening by chance. This is very planned and orchestrated. That's why the United Nations has laid these things out from the UN Agenda 2020 to now the Agenda 2030. I mean, they had to kind of step their timetable up a little bit there and kind of push it back some. Because I mean, a lot of stuff they wanted to do was 2020. You can look back from the 90s. That was their original goal date. Now, 2020, as we see, is starting to become the beginning phases of this, and they want a lot of this stuff implemented by 2030. This is why the EPA, which I still don't understand why Donald Trump has not stepped in, I guess he's been told not to, with the EPA, and their insane restrictions on what they've done now. Now they've come in. And they're saying that starting basically 2021, if anybody is caught riding tunes for diesel trucks, for delete, the DPF delete, the big, giant, inefficient filter that sits on the exhaust and reduces your fuel mileage from 30 to 50%, if anybody's caught riding a tune to delete those, which is very prominent in the United States, that you're going to be charged with a felony now. You're going to be charged with a felony, and they're going to try to give you 10 years in prison if you get caught riding these tunes. They've already cracked down on numerous, numerous shops over the last year, year and a half. Some of the shops getting fined hundreds of thousands of dollars for multiple vehicles that they have modified to run better and more fuel efficient. Because why? The EPA is another alphabet agency that has to justify its own existence. So you go in and you try to make criminals out of people that simply modify their vehicle, which they have every legal right to do on a vehicle that they own and they purchase and is in their name. And now you come in and say, hey, you touched an exhaust filter that we regulate now. You're a felon because you did so. We're throwing you in jail because, you know, it's making your truck not as clean of an exhaust. Granted, we know you average 17 miles per gallon with the exhaust filter. Now you average 26 miles per gallon without the exhaust filter. But that doesn't matter. It's a little bit dirtier now. And because you made the exhaust dirtier, we're going to charge you with felony charges. That's literally what they're doing now. Or they're finding people these absorbent fines, two, three, four hundred thousand dollars to these big shops that are caught doing it. They can't do anything really to the general public because it'd be so difficult to in court. So now they're going after shops and businesses and companies that basically have been successful in diesel tuning and motor rebuilds and lifts and everything else. And this again shows you what happens when you have out of control alphabet agencies like ATF. The, AT, the DEA, the FBI in some cases, and the EPA, and the list goes on the line. These groups, these agencies, as I said, have to justify their own existence. So they have to go and try to find criminals to make criminals out of them of law-abiding citizens. You can't make somebody a criminal, so now you have to make a law to make a law-abiding citizen a criminal. This is what they're doing on a regular basis. Now you have, over in the U.K., this is so crazy, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has now delivered new national COVID restrictions. They said over 30 million Brits are already facing some level of local lockdown and restriction, including social distancing and local lockdowns. He is now saying that anybody that can should move back to home for work. 
Basically, if you're working in an office that you can work from home, you need to work from home. You need to basically, all pubs and restaurants are mandated to be closed by 10 p.m., even restaurants with outside seating. So 10 p.m., does not matter. After 10 p.m., you can catch COVID. Curbs on large sporting events from October 1st, no more large sporting events. Max of 15 guests at a wedding and fines for breaking the rules. This is all implemented for the next six months now. And here's the kicker. If you get caught in violation of social distancing restriction, you can be fined up to 10,000 pounds. That's roughly $13,000. Not joking. If you get caught social distancing and you refuse to comply with social distancing requirements and you have little snitches, which they already have in London and the UK now, neighborhood snitches that go around and see if there's more than 15 people or more than six people or more than eight people, whatever the local parameters are, at your house or at a birthday party for your four-year-old son, they turn you in and this police come in and fine you and fine you up to 10,000 pounds now for not social distancing. This again, as I've said, is a complete and total overthrow of the entire world's freedom. And it's being done and so many people are embracing it with open arms, which boggles my mind more than anything, that so many people have been so deluded and so brainwashed into thinking that this is all for our safety. You need a social distance for our safety. You need to wear a mask everywhere you go and close your business down because it's, it's for our safety. But yet, hey, hey, we're not going to discuss the $4 billion that have been paid out through the vaccine funds via taxpayer dollars for serious adverse conditions and deaths via vaccine since 1987. We're not going to talk about the fact that Splenda and Aspartame were released on the market even though they know, knew they had health effects. We're not going to discuss the fact that hydrogenated oils have been directly linked to heart disease or that high fructose corn syrup has been linked to non-alcohol fatty liver disease and that's in almost every single drink, soda, and food known to man as far as on the the contaminated side. No, we're not going to talk about any of that. That's, that, that's all in there because it's okay. It's, it's not for our protection because they're not worried about it. Wake up and realize what's really happening right now, my friends, and speak the truth every chance you get. I cannot encourage that any further, Ned. Yesterday, Sharon was at Walmart, and she didn't have a mask on. And she got chased down by the Gestapo mask police and started fussing her and hassling her and yelling at her and carrying on, made a big brouhaha scene in the middle of Walmart. And Sharon just looked at him and says, I have a medical exemption. I'm not going to wear a mask. You don't understand. You got No, I've got a medical exemption. No, thank you. I'm not going to do that. They're chasing her through the aisles. And finally, they'd leave her alone. It's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Why? Because the snitches have been empowered. Uh, but many of these minimum wage employees who've never had any authority in their entire life, who don't even know how to handle authority or leadership because they've never been in that position of power, are being put in those positions of power now with snitches on college campuses and Walmarts and in different places around the country. The other day we were at the beach and we were at the hotel, and the last time we were there a month ago, we were pretty much left alone not wearing a mask. This time it was like every time we turn around, i got to put a mask on, i got to put a mask on, i got to put a mask on. I'm like, oh, this is nuts. And why? Because... The more you have a draconian lockdown and the more the people comply and the more 
the international bankers who control and manage and almost own all of the hotel chains now, including the airlines, as long as these guys are left in a position of power and their edict is coming down from the CEOs and the CFOs and all the different people that are in charge of these corporations and their boards, they're going to continue to install draconian lockdown measures and make it tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And more people just say, oh, the heck with it. I'm going to put a mask on. Oh, the heck with it. I'm going to you know, wear a face shield. Oh, the heck with it. I'm just going to do this. Or the heck with it. I'm just going to stay home and not spend any money. All of these things are okay with them. If you don't spend any money, you don't create a multiplier effect, and they can continue to contract the economies, and so they can continue to increase the M1 money supply and slow down the V1, the velocity of money. As long as they can do all of this stuff, they're okay with it. So you're going to see more and more and more of it. They're going to tell you all kinds of lies, but then you're going to occasionally have a person come out and tell you the truth. This morning I was watching some stuff that Sharon pulled up. She was a grandmother, and she was just spoofing COVID, spoofing the wearing of masks, spoofing all of it, laughing about it, joking about it. I mean, it was like a comedy act. And I just laughed. I mean, we were laughing. We had a great time this morning doing this, watching this stuff. And I told Sharon, I said, the very tool they were using to enslave us has allowed us freedom. That's the Internet, the new Gutenberg Press, because they didn't expect us to come back against them like we have in alt-media, the real alt-media, not the fake stuff now, that puts fake websites up and fake stories and fake everything else. And, and the guys are pretty slick, though. i got to give them that. They'll run 80% of the stories they put on their websites will be accurate. They'll be real. They'll be real. You say, well, I know that's real because I saw this. I know this happened. I was there. So 80% of what they post on there is going to be real. And then they throw in the 20%. Well, they put 10% more in there that are kind of questionable. And then probably 5% more that are a little bit more questionable. And then 5% are that are absolutely downright false stories, fake stories. And you're thinking, well, they wouldn't do this because, look, 80% of what they have I could verify. It has to all be. No, this is how they do it. It's to gradually move you over and over and over. Remember what the Bible says, that a little leaven works its way through the whole loaf? That's why they do this. Because they're basically on somebody else's payroll, and the little bit of leaven is working its way through the whole loaf. So you see this fake stuff, you think, well, that's okay. It's like with Joe Rogan. I mean, he's wearing a satanic shirt, you know, with the head of the Church of Satan, arms wrapped around each other. I mean, do you really want to listen to Joe Rogan? Do you really, really want to believe he's that great patriot out there doing all this stuff? Have you listened to his show, the, the GDs, the Fs, the cussing, the swearing, the, the, the smoking, the drinking? I mean, what do you think he's doing, guys? He brings a guest on there that'll tell some truth, and then he tries to get that guest to get drunk and say other things they shouldn't ought to say. I mean, I mean I've seen all of it. And then you get the guests on there that you think are all people that are pretty good people, and they sit right there and start smoking and drinking and getting drunk and cussing and using God's name in vain on his show. And you really want to listen to those people? Really? I mean, that's the thing. you gotta, you got to ask yourself this. If they're doing this, and they're doing it where you can see them do it, what are they doing in their private time? What are they involved with? I mean, really, are you thinking about what they're actually involved with when they're not on the air? You know, guys, stay with real. Stay with the Word of God. You know, if they're not talking about Jesus all the time, and they're not quoting Scripture to you, they're not telling you that this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it, and we can do all things through Christ. If they're not telling you that, on a regular basis, encouraging and building you from a scriptural standpoint, you got to ask yourself a question. What's it doing to you? And is that okay? Think through who you're listening to. I know this, I've been pushing that today because I saw a lot of fake stories come up this morning on all media sites. And I thought, oh gosh, really? Why don't these people stop? 
Well, they won't stop as long as you support them. That's the point I'm trying to make. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Austin, finish it up. And remember, we can do all things through Christ. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, absolutely, guys. Continue to just get this information out there. And we're just, everything we're doing here is trying to get as much truth out on a regular basis. That's why Dad and I are constantly researching stuff. We're constantly trying to that stuff. The last thing we ever want to do is put out fake information. We really, really actively try to make sure everything is as accurate as we can make it. And any, like Dad said, anybody that knows us, anybody that's hung around us, you guys know I me. Mean, we're pretty much straight up all the time. A lot of people don't like us because of that. I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of people that don't like me and don't like Ted because we're just we're very candid about stuff. We don't play around. There's no manipulation tone to it. It's just, hey, this is what it is. This is what we think. Here are the facts. Think what you want about it. A lot of people do not like that, and that's why we get a lot of blowback on social media. We get a lot of blowback on emails, and I get unbelievably nasty hate emails all the time. That's why a lot of times I just I'll read the beginning part of an email and I'll I'll just delete it. Bam, bam, bam. I'm, I'm not going to read that crap. I'm not going to put that in my mind. You can tell by the first beginning section of an email how it's going to play out. And so, but the ones that do send me positive emails and do send me information, thank you. Thank you for that. We appreciate the encouragement. Thank you for being away, getting the truth out there. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. Feel free to give us a call. The new thyroid support formula is back in stock, as I said before, on the website. Zinc glycinate, last day of the sale. Zinc Glycinate Product of the Week, and be sure to vote for what you want to see win tomorrow as Product of the Week. You guys vote. Whatever wins goes on sales. You know how it works. Simple as that. Thank you again for the support. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.